Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. We're in Revelation 13, if you'll turn there, uh, and we're talking about the unholy trinity, the unholy trinity. We uh, started it last Wednesday night, Revelation chapter 12, and of course, the whole chapter talking about uh, put down point number one, if you will, the devil, the devil, uh, the devil. That's chapter 12, and then we'll have Antichrist and the false prophet in chapter number 13. But the devil, uh, if you recall, chapter 12, verse 2, uh, Israel, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, pain to be delivered, and there appeared another wonder in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his heads. And verse 4 says, uh, he was waiting to devour the child, to devour the child. Uh, and of course, if there's any uh, doubt about who that red, great red dragon is, verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Uh, he was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Uh, but keep in mind, it's not just the devil. He's going to recruit two others. Uh, it's not just him alone. Now, uh, he's going to be the force behind, but... Uh, just like he imitates so often, uh, I'll be like the Most High. Uh, imitation, he tries to do it every step of the way. Uh, and so where God the Father, uh, the Trinity, has God the Son, uh, the devil, the devil has, put down point number two, if you will, the Antichrist. The Antichrist. Uh, building that uh, unholy Trinity, First John chapter 2, little children, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. And so John's talking about the last days. Uh, John is uh, in 1 John chapter number 2. Uh, and if he was in the last days, we're definitely uh, in the last days. But that spirit of Antichrist, that spirit of Antichrist, uh, in the last day, it's going to be the Antichrist. And so uh, two different uh, uh, feels of that, that word antichrist, anti-against, against. And of course, uh, antichrist will have the spirit of the devil. He's going to be uh, against, against, waiting to devour the child, uh, waiting to kill uh, the Christ. Pharaoh uh, in Egypt was uh, attempting to do so, whether knowingly or unknowingly, when they were throwing the ba boy babies into the Nile. Uh, Herod uh, attempting to do so when he was killing the children two years and under uh, in that uh, region of the birth. Uh, Haman uh, attempting to do so when he had that decree law of the Medes and the Persians to wipe out uh, all the Jews. And, and so uh, Satan's arrows have always been pointed at the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Satan's arrows have always been pointed anti-Christ, uh, against, against Christ. Uh, but the other feel of it is in place of, in place of Christ. Uh, when the devil found that he couldn't kill Christ, take down Christ, devour Christ, uh, even on the cross, if they would have known, they wouldn't have done, that's a very misquote of a verse, but uh, they did not know, did not realize till after the resurrection, uh, when he realized he couldn't kill Christ, he changed his approach to replace Christ. Uh, to distract from Christ. 
uh, to, to uh, have one in the place of Christ. I, I think the spirit of Antichrist uh, is any time we're setting anything other than Christ up uh, as the one that we're following. Uh, I, I do think uh, that even a pastor could have that spirit of Antichrist, trying to uh, elevate himself a little too high, pre present himself a little too perfect, uh, receive the praise a little too readily, uh, point attention to himself a little too naturally. Uh, and when we do that, uh, being in the place of, in the place of, uh, you've seen churches where, uh, well, I believe this because pastor said that. And uh, well, my preferences are this because that's how uh, pastor and he said, and boy, uh, I follow, he said, and, and I follow, I listen, I honor, I'm loyal, I lift him up. Uh, but then we're shocked uh, that he falls far when we lift high uh, and then the Christians that have that, that spirit of Antichrist collapse, uh, and they're not in church because they weren't worshiping Christ. Uh, they were worshiping one that had the spirit. I'm not saying he is, but that spirit, anyone displacing or replacing. Listen, we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for his sake. Uh, and those churches where... Uh, they're so leaning on, so leaning on, so leaning on. Uh, they wouldn't be able to say, we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us for to do and to will of his, to will and to do of his good pleasure. Uh, they would say, the pastor is working in us. The pastor uh, is working in us. Hey, listen, I'm not trying to replicate myself in anyone. Uh, it's bad enough that there's one of us, okay? Uh, let alone more of us. Uh, what we're trying to do is point our hearts, our love, our attention uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ so that uh, he'll transform you uh, into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, the, the devil, and then we have uh, the Antichrist. Uh, Mark chapter 13, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Matthew 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs, wonders, uh, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very uh, elect. I want to put down some descriptors of the Antichrist quickly. Okay, put down point number one. Notice first his weirdness, his weirdness. And uh, I always wanted to use that in an outline. And so his weirdness, uh, look at it in verse one. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, 13, and saw a beast rise out of the sea, having seven heads, his weirdness, and ten horns, and uh, upon his horns, ten crowns. Uh, I'm not going to dig deep. Uh, many have books written about uh, uh, Daniel 2, that image, and the ten toes. Uh, uh, and then uh, in Daniel 7, the, the beasts, the animals that are uh, representing those world leaders. Uh, suffice it to say that, in my opinion, eventually the EU, the European Union, uh, is going to be, we've seen it increase. Uh, eventually it will be pared down to 10, to 10, uh, and Antichrist will come out of that. Uh, Brexit, we already see uh, Britain trying to uh, annex itself from that. And so uh, I do think that's where Antichrist uh, will end up coming from. Uh, I think it's interesting that uh, Daniel, uh, look at verse number 2. And the beast which I saw was like unto a three creatures, a leopard, uh, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, uh, and his mouth was as the mouth of a lion, uh, a leopard, bear, lion, uh, leopard, bear, uh, lion. 
Uh, in Daniel's, it's reversed. Because in my opinion, Daniel's is looking prophetically forward. John is seeing it as if it's happening right there. Uh, and so he's listing it, listing it in reverse. Uh, but it's talking about the Antichrist and where Antichrist uh, will rise from. Uh, and and I, I guess the one thing to, to understand is he's a beast. Well, he's a beast. Uh, he's going to come onto the scene about as, as sharp, as polished, as good-looking, his oratory. He's going to be uh, intellectually bright, just all that. Uh, but, but unmask him three and a half years in, uh, and he is absolutely uh, a beast, his weirdness. Put down number two, his wickedness. His wickedness, Antichrist, the devil, chapter 12. And now, uh, the second person of that unholy trinity, uh, Antichrist. And, and I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, upon his horns, uh, ten crowns, and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. The name of blasphemy. Uh, he's not just blaspheming, that's who he is. The name of blasphemy. Uh, you're going to see it down in verse number 5 again. Look at it. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. It's who he is. It's now what he does. It's who he is. It's now what he does. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 months. Remember we talked about uh, 1,260 days, uh, 40 and 2 months, three and a half years, uh, a time, times, and a half time. Uh, the four different ways that that, that uh, half of the tribulation is, uh, is counted. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name uh, and his tabernacle and them that dwell uh, in heaven. Uh, that's who he is, blasphemy. Uh, not just what he does, his name, blasphemy. I, I do think we get some insight into why those who reject Christ, even when they see the angel flying through the skies with the eternal gospel. Uh, I'm talking about the gospel written in the sky, uh, the 144,000 that are testifying, the two witnesses that rise from the dead, uh, the, the, the fact that they know, they know uh, for sure that, that the Lord Jesus Christ is Savior, but those that reject Christ uh, almost always continue to reject Christ. Uh, those that were blaspheming, uh, you're going to see them, yet they repented not, and they blasphemed the God of heaven, uh, directing it directly to him, but keep in mind, Antichrist. Uh, it's the reverse of uh, the Christian. You'll know that, uh, they'll know that you're my disciples by, by the love that you have one to another. Did I come close with that? Uh, and anyway, it's because God is love. God is love. The Lord Jesus Christ commendeth his love toward us, and that while we are sinners, Christ died for us. Hereby perceive we the love of God. God is love. And that's why his children that follow him boy, were, were known by that characteristic, that love. Uh, and in the same way, but reverse it, uh, antichrist, blasphemy, uh, and that's why those that have already rejected Christ uh, will blaspheme almost to the end. Put down number three. His wherewithal, his weirdness, we've seen that. His wickedness, we know that. His, his wherewithal, look at verse number two. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet uh, were uh, a feet of a bear's mouth, as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon, chapter 12, the devil, 
Uh, and the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. Uh, the dragon gave him his power and his seat, his position, uh, and his great authority, his promise, prominence. Uh, his power, his position, his prominence. Hey, the devil's inspiring this dude. Uh, the devil's the one that, that, uh, that Antichrist is bowing to, uh, and so his wherewithal is from him, uh, much like God the Spirit empowers us, and God's providence positions us, and God's Word prospers and propels us, reverse that, and the unholy trinity is almost exactly the same, yet in reverse. Put down number four. His wound. His wound. Talking about Antichrist. Antichrist. The Antichrist. Verse three. And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. Uh, personally wounded, uh, mortally, his wound was to death to death, uh, a deadly wound, fatal wound, terminal wound. Uh, he starts out as one of the beautiful people of the world. He orchestrates what could never be orchestrated before this. Uh, and someone hearing this that doesn't know anything about this would say, that's never going to happen, a peace treaty uh, in the Middle East between Palestinians and Jews? Uh, how's that going to happen? Well, Antichrist uh, is the one that's going to orchestrate that. He's the political component of that unholy trinity where the false prophet is the religious component uh, of that unholy trinity. Uh, but halfway through, halfway through, his mask will be pulled off uh, when he goes into the temple of God and insists uh, to be worshipped uh, as God. And so uh, where that wound, mortal wound, he died... Uh, it's a lot like those two witnesses who rose from the dead. Uh, uh, even somewhat like, and I'm careful with this, the Lord Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Uh, here, Antichrist, wounded in his head, uh, mortally, but then he rises from the dead. Can you imagine the Lazarus effect that this will have? Boy, when they saw Lazarus rise from the dead, everyone was leaning in. Uh, and now this one, Antichrist, Antichrist, uh, wounded mortally, rising from the dead. Look at verse 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. It was healed, killed, and rises, rises from the dead, uh, resurrects from the dead, and was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, chapter 12, the devil, which gave power unto the beast. Uh, and they worshipped the beast. They worshipped the devil. They worshipped the Antichrist, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Put down next their worship. Their worship. Uh, we're in dark days right now. In chapter 12, chapter 13, it's uh, almost as if God pauses everything that's happening uh, and shows and shows and gives clarity to uh, this unholy trinity that'll be throughout. Uh, look at it again. Last phrase. They worship the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is like unto the beast? Boy, that has to make your mind go to that God phrase in Exodus 15. Who is like unto thee, O Lord? Who is like unto thee? But now they're not saying it to the Lord, the King of Kings. Now they're saying it to Antichrist. Who is like unto the beast? Who is like unto the beast? 
Who was like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who was like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? But he flips it. Well, he's always wanting to be like the Most High, imitation. Uh, and now they're worshiping the beast. Verse 8. Uh, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Now take note. Whose names are not written in the book of life. Whose names are not written in the book of life. And I want to just uh, plant a seed of a thought in your minds to carry with you. Because we're going to get down to the mark of the beast and worshiping the beast. But, but, but I, I don't know that that necessarily directs their destination as much as, much as it reflects what is their destination. Uh, whose names are not written in the book of life, they're not saved. They're not getting saved. They're not Christians. No wonder they're worshiping the beast. And a lot of times we're, we're getting the cart before the horse, and uh, the horse is the fact, uh, not the white horse, red horse, and black. Anyway, uh, cart before the horse, we're thinking, well, if they take that mark, then that's what uh, uh, damns them to hell. That's what uh, those damnable heresies. Uh, no, no, it's the fact that they never have been saved. They never have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, they never have been protected. Their name has never been written uh, in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so uh, I don't know that it so much directs their destination, uh, Mark of the Beast, uh, worshiping him, as much as it reflects what their destination uh, is. Verse 7, uh, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. To make war with the saints. Put down number uh, next, his war. His war. We've already seen in chapter 12, the devil uh, was there to devour the child, to devour the child. But uh, when he realized, I'm not going to be able to take down the Savior, uh, he then shifts Antichrist trying to take down the saints. Look at it, verse number 7 uh, uh, again. Uh, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints. With the saints. Okay, if I can't kill Christ, uh, I'm going to kill his kids. If I can't take down uh, the Trinity, then I'm going to take down the believers and the followers. If I can, making war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and all tongues and in all nations. Well, anyone that won't bow will be battled. Uh, anyone that won't worship will have at war. And again, at the summation, there's a lot of details in here. I do want to challenge you. Go back and read it. The first two times, this is our third time, uh, we went through it. I mean, we went at a snail's pace. I think there was four or five messages in chapter 12 and four or five messages in chapter 13. Uh, I really do want us to get our mind around the framework of what's going on. Uh, and then the fourth time that we go through it is going to be in 2032. Make sure you're here for that. We'll go back into detail again, okay? So the war, the war, uh, warring against the saints. Nine. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Again, I reference this, if you remember. It's truncated uh, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Truncated uh, what the Spirit saith unto the churches is missing. Why? Because the church is missing. Seven times uh, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Chapter 2, chapter 3. Seven times, same phrase. But here, same phrase, but it's truncated. The church is missing because the church has been raptured. And then 10, God gives a little bit of hope when he says, He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. 
He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Listen, uh, when it feels like evil is prevailing and nothing good is happening and things aren't turning around and wrongs are dominating, the devil's winning, hey, take hope that Galatians 6-7 is still in play. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Take hope that God still is in control. At one foot on the land, at one foot on the sea, showing that he still owns the planet. No matter how bad things get, God's still the great behind-the-scenes stage setter. Boy, he's playing chess while the rest of the world is playing checkers. He has his hand, uh, he has his governance on uh, Nahum. Uh, the Lord has his way in the whirlwind, and it feels like, I'm sure, a whirlwind during this time. But the Lord still is in charge, still working things out, still settling the score. And so that's number one, the devil, chapter 12. And then, uh, uh, chapter 13, we have the Antichrist. Uh, and then the third piece of the Trinity, put down number three, the false prophet. The false prophet. Look at verse number 11. And I beheld another beast coming out of the earth. Coming out of the earth. And this obviously isn't a proof text for the Antichrist. Uh, but where the Antichrist, is he a Gentile or is he a Jew? Uh, but uh, the Antichrist was coming, the beast coming out of the sea. The sea uh, usually epitomizes the masses, usually describes the masses where the earth, the earth is usually uh, a connotation of one of us, one of us. I mean, uh, salt of the earth. He's no different than us. He's, 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 uh, and uh, where the false prophet is probably Jewish, Antichrist, probably Gentile, where the false prophet, religious leader, the Antichrist, uh, that political leader, one Jewish, one Gentile, probably. I wouldn't die on that hill, uh, nor would, again, that question, uh, would we debate and argue, and um, uh, that's a second or a third tier. But look at verse number 11. And he had two horns like a lamb. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Two horns like a lamb. Two horns. He comes in like a lamb, riding a white horse, by peace destroying many. He has a bow, no arrow. He's going to orchestrate that peace treaty. Comes in like a lamb, but then he rears his ugly face, his horns are lowered, his authority pushing, dominating, oppressing, demanding, three and a half years in. I do also think it's interesting, for the most part, uh, the majority of lambs don't necessarily have horns. I know there's some, someone's going to say, well, this breed, and I'm going to get an email. But anyway, uh, for the most part, I, and, and so it's, it's one of those moments of beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. Uh, but inwardly, they have horns. Uh, inwardly, they're ravening wolves. By the way, uh, it's also interesting to me that the false prophet spake as a dragon. Spake as a dragon. Uh, does anybody remember who the dragon is? We talked about that. Who the great red dragon is. Chapter number 12. Not a trick question. Uh, he's speaking like a dragon. Uh, it's interesting to me that the false prophet here may be more committed to the dialogue of the devil, speaking like the great red dragon, speaking like the great red dragon. Uh, the false prophet does that, uh, maybe even more so than what true pastors do spending speaking the words of God. 
Well, we came in riding in on this horse. Uh, next verse, next passage, the words of God, the words of God, the words of God. Hey, it's a horse we rode in on. We're going to keep riding this for as long as I have air in my lungs to preach. Next chapter, next passage. And we should be challenged by the false prophet dedicating himself to the words, the dialogue of the devil, spake as a dragon. We need to speak the very words of God. But keep in mind, though his words were like a dragon, this dude's slick. I mean, he's polished. The words of his mouth smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words softer than oil, yet were they drenched words. In 12, he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, or with the power of the first beast before him. And so it's not just the words of the dragon, it's also being empowered by the dragon, that unholy trinity. There are going to be signs and wonders, and of course, Corinthians says the Jews seek after a sign. They're going to be given a sign. They're going to be given a sign. The Jews seek after a sign, and the problem is they missed Messiah the first time. Boy, it's going to be hard for them not to get duped by this dope, uh, this false prophet, this antichrist, and the devil, because he will be all that. He'll be sensational, the signs, and there'll be strong delusion uh, at this time. Verse 12, he exerciseth all the power of the first beast, before him and causeth the earth causeth the earth he's from the earth the false prophet is swaying influencing the earth causing the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed look at verse 13 and he doeth wonders and he doeth wonders where 1 Thessalonians is talking about the rapture. 2 Thessalonians is talking about the second coming. Chapter 2, verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Look at verse 13 again. He doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire to come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Uh, again, much like this was his imitation uh, of the two witnesses that rose from the dead that mortal wound and died, uh, rose from the dead. And now uh, here uh, he's doing great wonders and he's causing fire, fire to come down. Uh, in the same way that those two true witnesses did. Oh yeah, by the way, uh, you remember the prophet that called fire from heaven? Uh, Elijah. Uh, Elijah. Uh, and the Jews are looking for Elijah to be the precursor of Messiah. They missed the fact that it was John the Baptist, the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah. That's why they asked him several times, art thou uh, Elijah? Uh, and then uh, Christ said, if you can receive and understand it, uh, Elijah has already come. But if they missed it, uh, this false prophet may sure look like uh, uh, the spirit of Elijah uh, paving the way for uh, Antichrist. And, and there's going to be a whole lot of people, yes, saved, but there's also going to be a whole lot of people uh, that, that totally miss it. He doeth great wonders, verse 14, and, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do, which he had power uh, to do. 
Uh, and so, uh, 14 again, which he hath power uh, to do on the side of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image of the beast, which uh, had the wound by a sword and did live. He had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That image of the beast should both speak and cause that uh, as many as would not uh, worship the image of the beast should be killed. If you're not going to bow, you're going to be beheaded. Uh, if you're not going to worship, you're going to have war. Uh, if you're not going to cower, you will be killed. Um, uh, the, uh, another question that came uh, out of the Q&A is, uh, the two witnesses, will they be in the first half or the second half of the tribulation? Uh, I believe that they're going to be right at the end of the first half uh, of the tribulation. Those two witnesses that are killed, and then they rise from the dead. Uh, because the abomination of desolation, 2 Thessalonians, uh, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. The man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Uh, uh, the two witnesses, when they rise from the dead, uh, things are going to be ratcheted up, uh, and that's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation, uh, and that's when all of Hades will break, break loose uh, as if it already wasn't. But, but again, look at 16. Uh, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark in their hand or in their forehead, uh, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man. Uh, and his number is six hundred and threescore uh, and six. Six, six, six. Um, another question that was posed, and I think it's an interesting question about uh, can you take the mark of the beast and not worship the beast? Can you take the mark of the beast and not worship the beast? Um, uh, I, possibly, possibly. Uh, but I do think uh, it's not so much a directing of their destination as much as it is a, as it is a reflecting of those that have trusted Christ, those that have trusted Christ. There's going to be so many martyrs uh, in the tribulation, it's not, it talks about the martyrs. How long before thou avenge our blood? How long? Uh, they're, they're asking the Lord, and, uh, uh, and, and it's going to be a horrific time. If you're not saved, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, uh, this isn't uh, uh, trying to scare anyone into anything uh, as much as it is trying to give the information, trying to give the understanding. Uh, and then the Holy Spirit, if you've never been saved, drawing and convicting, boy, be saved. Uh, two minutes, I want to give some statements quickly, okay? Uh, no place to write them down, but just some contrast of today. False prophets dictate and dominate. A, a true shepherd is a helper at heart. Uh, false prophets dictate and dominate. A, a true shepherd, a pastor, should be primarily a helper at heart. Uh, Paul used the phrase, not having dominion over your faith, but simply being a helper of your joy. Uh, not dominating your faith. Well, you need to believe like I do. You need to uh, think like I do. Uh, not having dominion. And so a false prophet will, uh, with his horns, push, but a true shepherd is a helper at heart. Next. A, a false prophet with horns will drive a true shepherd, a pastor with love, will lead. 
A, a false prophet with those hordes will drive and push. And, and uh, hey, I'm the boss because I said so. A, a true shepherd with love will lead. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint but willingly, not for filthy lucre's sake but of a ready mind, uh, being examples, neither as being lords, lords over God's heritage, but being examples of the flock. Uh, a false prophet is controlling. 666, take that mark. Uh, you have to worship. Uh, a true shepherd is not about control, it's about care. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Ourselves, your servants, your servants. Uh, the reason we have the size staff we do at Rosedale, number one, because there's a whole lot of people uh, at Rosedale, number two, because we want to serve those whole lot of people that call Rosedale Baptist their church home. Be a blessing, be a help, uh, be an encouragement. A, a false prophet looks the part, uh, a true shepherd lives the part. Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being examples. Examples. A, a false prophet uh, looks the part, and Bible under his arm, and, uh, and just everything perfect. A, a true shepherd lives the part. I hope that I live holier than you think that I do. I hope I walk closer to the Lord than someone would imagine that I, that I do. Boy, the closer you get, you shouldn't be cynical. The closer you get, uh, you should see sincerity. A, a false prophet is from, uh, from the earth. A, a true shepherd's calling is from heaven. A, a false prophet is about the devil's agenda or his agenda or anyone else's agenda. Why? Because it's not always against Christ. Sometimes it's simply in the place of Christ. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. To his own way. Not always the devil's way. It may just be to our own way. But any other way than the Savior's way is absolutely the wrong way. Um, and so Revelation chapter 12, Revelation chapter 13, that unholy trinity, that, that unholy trinity, um, uh, the devil, chapter 12, false prophet, antichrist, out of order. Antichrist, false prophet, uh, chapter number 13. I do appreciate uh, you coming out on a Wednesday night as we continue to walk through the word of God. Uh, I'm excited about chapter number 14. And, and in chapter number 14, uh, remember when we left off those 144,000 in chapter number 7? Um, every single one of them is still standing in chapter number 14. Uh, there are some things we can learn about them as they went through that tribulation. Uh, we go through our own tribulations. We don't all suffer the same way. We all do suffer some way. Uh, and as we walk through what they're going through, let's learn lessons about how to walk through what we're going through. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.